Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. Alan Marston is a successful corporate executive heading up departments in business development, sales, marketing, and human resources. As a serial entrepreneur, Alan has over 18 years experience in the technology startup space and was the CEO of his own Silicon Valley company. Currently founder of Zenoshi.io, Alan is building a universal rewards card program on the blockchain. Let's join Alan Marston for his conversation with Niraj Gupta. Take it away, Alan. Hello, everyone. I am really, really thrilled and honored today to be with Niraj Gupta. Niraj is uh, you just Niraj. You've just been all over the world. I've already met with you a couple of times. I'm going to ask you some repeat questions here today, uh, just so that the audience gets to know who you are. Because I mean, are you you're fairly new to Calgary? Is that correct? Yes, I shifted to Calgary in the month of February this okay. year. Okay. Uh, before that, I used to come quite often to Toronto and Montreal. Okay, very good. Well, we're really, really thrilled that you're in Calgary. Thank you. Uh, Calgary is a growing tech hub, and uh, having a, a person of your stature here is, is really awesome. Thank so you. tell us a little bit about yourself to start off with. I know you've been around the world, for crying out yeah. loud. So tell us what, uh, give us a little bit of a history on the background there. Yeah, so I'm originally from India. I studied over there. Then I went to Sweden, did my further studies over there, and then did my uh, studies in U.S. as well. So I am a technology expert um, and then became entrepreneur in the process. Uh, uh, so in, in the early part of 2003 and four, I started my first company, which was into patents, and uh, it is still running. I am the majority equity holder with uh, five uh, offices across the globe, Sweden, Switzerland, Ireland, Canada, and US, and we manage patent portfolios for several startups. And that's how I got I, like ventured into technology startups, working with them and venture capitalists. And when I started making money, I started investing money in startups and started learning the trades of how to invest. Mm-hmm. So I've been very active angel for past 10 odd years, since 2009 onwards. I invest predominantly in deep technology startups AI, machine learning, blockchain, IoT, and these kind of stuff across the globe. Um, I advise several uh, provincial and federal governments, and I'm part of Swissnex in Switzerland, uh, SIBC in Sweden. I sit on the board of my university in Sweden. I advise uh, at times some of the semi-government institutions in Ireland. So that's what I do. Okay, awesome. Uh, we'll come back to the angel investing part in a bit. I'm sure the audience would love to hear about that. Sure. Uh, let me go back to patents because, yeah. you, you, you know, I know that you've got a big background in that area. You talked yeah. about 10 years. Uh, patents, uh, uh, everybody, I mean, I could go to a lawyer and get a patent done. Yeah. Uh, and startups are very often will need a patent. It can yeah. be extremely expensive. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is, what's the differentiator with you guys? Sure. So, uh, you know, uh, the important aspect which we need to understand, whether you are a startup or um, a large corporate, is patent is not the only thing which will make you successful, right? You have a business strategy that defines your technology strategy. 
And that technology strategy defines your development further. And when you're developing, you need to have certain things like you need to find out uh, if you're infringing someone, because you may not be knowing, you may do the research and you'll find out a couple of products, but not the patent part of it, because at times you don't need to have a prototype in order to file a patent. So you may not even find out. Two, finding out freedom to operate to when you have some sort of a patent ready technology to file patent in which countries. So patent is one of the things which will add on to what you're developing. So if your product is ready to be sold and people are ready to buy the product and if you have a layer around patent, that becomes really, really, really a competitive advantage. But don't patent lawyers do all of that anyway? So so the problem here is, is that, uh, you know, we feel that patent is expensive. Yesterday, I was talking to a very well-known entrepreneur and advisor. He said he spent $70,000 wow. just to file one patent. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, uh, you know, patent has a process. So for example, a lot of startups don't know that there's something called provisional patent application, mm -hmm. which fairly in like $1,500, you can file provisional patent application even at the concept stage, right? And in 151 countries, by filing in one country, that's in US, let's assume, in 151 countries, you have a block on your concept with the date for one year. And you have a patent pending status. So you can go to market, you can talk to your investors, potential partners, without getting scared that somebody may steal my technology or what happens if somebody files a patent first. And just $1,500. And if you're working on five different areas which are interconnected, you can file it in one form of provisional, just one provisional. That saves you the money. And then you can go further and then you can define the strategy. And within one year, then you can file actual patents. So what we do with startups or large corporates are we are like advise them on these sort of things. So a lot of startups come and say, we want to file 20 patents. I, I, I at, at times tell them that, it's not 20 patents that will make you successful. It may be three just patents. So we will discuss with you. Apart from that, for the startups, we started something uh, across the globe, wherein if you are a startup, you have less than $100,000 of investment, less than $50,000 of revenue. We will do the work for less than 60% of the actual cost. And remaining 40%, you can pay us when um, you get to more than $50,000 of revenue or more than $100,000 of uh, investment. And if you unfortunately are closing your shop, there's nothing pending. So it's a forgivable loan in a way. Absolutely, it's mm -hmm. not even called as loan. We do it at 60%. The idea is, is that out of 100 startups, even if 20 startups become big, uh, they still work with us and they file like hundreds of patents with us. And we are the advisor to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's the competitive advantage uh, over law firms. Um, and we work with them. We actually are strategic consultant for them in IP rather than just patent drafting services and filing services, what we provide. How big is the company? I mean, you're, and what is the name of your, your patent uh, uh, company? The com company name is Formulate IP. FormulateIP.com is the website. Uh, we are 100 plus people strong mm -hmm. uh, across uh, five offices, but we have more than 300 partners across the globe. We manage 90 countries' patent portfolio. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So when you talk about advising governments and yeah. and uh, you know being on the board of university, what what advice are you? What are you advising them on? I'm mostly advising them on cross border entrepreneurship and innovation because I mean I look at U.S. Why U.S. became U.S. was because every decade you can count five to six startups which essentially went on 
to become global uh, unicorns. They were not just unicorns. They were global unicorns. They impacted like globally, be it Google, be it Intel, you name it. The point is every country is looking for collaboration, not only on innovation, but entrepreneurship as well. Entrepreneurship has become very global. So what I do is, is I help them understand how they can collaborate with different countries, startup ecosystem and innovation ecosystem. And that's what I do. I help them on policy level. I help them connect to ecosystems. That's what I do. And even with the startups and ecosystem, I do the same thing. So uh, I imagine uh, a lot of that experience is going to be very helpful to us in Calgary now that you've come here because we're trying to be, you know, uh, compete with Toronto and Vancouver and San Francisco. Uh, and uh, and maybe you can help with uh, that advice and that collaboration on how we can get to that stage uh, technology-wise. Uh, that's the idea. I mean, if you look at uh, Canada itself, Canada is among top 10 in terms of entrepreneurship and innovation both. Mm. And that's a lethal combination. And uh, provincial and federal governments, to whatever extent they are supporting these initiatives, people are very open. Startup entrepreneurs are very, very um, educated and they want to do something. Uh, Calgary itself and Alberta at large, I think uh, there are more than 3,000 startups, I've been told. And if you will see, those startups have been surviving for more than 12 months, which is a very promising thing. Mm -hmm. It's not just a fashion. A lot of places you will go, it's a fashion. Start a company in six months, close the company which means entrepreneurs are adamant enough to say that we will be succeeding. It's just a matter of time. At the same time, there's a good technology innovation happening. So I think it's a perfect mix. What I am going to contribute is not only my money, but also whatever global connects I have, whatever cross-border connects I have, how I can help them with. I'm very, very open and happy to work with ecosystem, entrepreneurs, angel groups, or um, you know, incubators for that matter. Now I have to ask you. Uh, I know that you've joined. You're joining the Valhalla Group as well, the Angel Group, all that kind of stuff. But I have to ask you, why Calgary? Why did you choose Calgary? I'm glad you did. I'm <laughs> super thrilled, and I know all my friends at the Rainforest are sure. are going to be thrilled that you're here. But why did you choose Calgary? Why not Toronto, Vancouver? Uh, you were visiting there before Montreal. Why Calgary? Um. So look at. Uh Yes, when I started working very closely in Bangalore ecosystem in India, um, um, back in 2008-9, um, it was very similar to Calgary. It was very good, um, you know, hub for software outsourcing. But entrepreneurship was at the cusp in terms of going further and people were coming up and discussing about startups. The point uh, um, was that you start working with an ecosystem which is, very open you know so toronto and um, uh, montreal ecosystem is really matured they are doing great they have a lot of mentors incubators money and so on and so forth calgary suddenly is picking up fast um, i wanted to be in the proximity of bay area uh, as well because a lot of my connects are bay area based connects and they are interested in canada for whatever reasons it may be so vancouver it was between vancouver and calgary and when i started Comparing between Vancouver and Calgary, I preferred Calgary because of lifestyle. It's a very good lifestyle for family. Because of people very open, I started meeting people and believe me or not, I've been told and it's true actually that the degree of separation between two people in Calgary is less than two, <laughs> which is awesome, you yeah, know, yeah. because generally it is three to five. 
mm-hmm. in the most advanced ecosystems as well. And in in last six months, I probably have met like seventy percent of the influencers group, which mm-hmm. speaks a lot about Calgary ecosystem or Edmonton ecosystem. Which means people are very open to meet you if you can contribute to the society and uh, startup ecosystem. They will be very thrilled. So mm-hmm. I think Calgary has all the right elements to it. The only thing is, is we need to create brand Calgary. Yeah. I mean, look at Singapore. I mean, Singapore is not Bay Area, but Singapore is Singapore. <laughs> yeah. You know, it is probably one of the very upcoming startup ecosystem in Asia. Probably it is becoming bigger than Bangalore or Beijing. You know, we can become Singapore, mm-hmm. and that's what we need to figure out. Mm-hmm. Good, good. And you're saying all of this is music to my ears. So let's get to the angel stuff because sure. a lot of startups out there uh, you're right we've got a lot of startups here you're also right that you know when they've been around longer than 12 months i've heard that before you know you've got a strong ecosystem here so we're talking about angel investors and building a relationship with an angel investor because i mean we all know that we shouldn't be approaching angels uh, right out of the bat you know i meet you at an event and i go uh, neeraj would you like to invest in my company sure. I and mean, that's not going to work uh, but how do you build a relationship with uh, an angel? How, where do you where do you find them? Where do you? I mean, hopefully many of them are coming out to things like the rainforest. But otherwise, how do you find them? You actually do a lot of networking, and it's not just the networking where the caption says how to raise money. <laughs> you know, you will find angels across all walk of life. I mean, you probably will find angels when there is going to be a dinner event for something which may not be related to tech or startups. You know, Angel is someone who is a mentor for us, who can contribute to your journey, startup journey. At the same time, somebody who can also invest. Um, I can tell you that more than 50% of the angels are not entrepreneurs. They have been working in corporate uh, life as, as, you know, employees, but they are very good in technology or business or marketing, and they want to work with an entrepreneur who is equally passionate about things, you know? So when you are meeting them, you need to figure out that it's not just the common startup events when you will meet angels. I mean, they they are angels, I know, and you can find out those angels, but you will find a lot of angels which are into manufacturing-related events or some other dinner events. You just meet them. Or maybe a charitable event. or Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you will find them... Across, I mean, I can tell you, uh, uh, my first company, uh, one of the companies which I invested in in 2009, it was not my company, but I invested in, I got the funding from five guys who were not active angels. One guy was owner of a hotel and he said, you know what, I understand this automation and home automation, industrial automation, but from the other side of the table as client, but I would be interested. And I said, are you interested in investing 100,000? He said, I do not know anything about it, but if you will educate me, I would love to have that. The other guy had nothing to do with, uh, you know, startup, but he was working with a technology company, a pretty big technology company as manager, and he invested. That was the company raised around $500,000 just by non, uh, you know, angels in a sense. I mean, if there's any word called non-angels in terms of they were not active angel investors. And you know what? All those five people right now have become very active angels simply because they could learn the traits of startup through this particular startup. So 
you meet people whom you feel that you have a right kind of a frequency in terms of what you're doing and what they can contribute to. And at the same time, who can also invest money and you start meeting them because it's about building the trust. The moment you have built the trust and expectation, the moment both sides of expectations are correct and matching, you have a perfect match and these people will invest. So it sounds like some angels will follow other angels into something, maybe without doing all of the due diligence that that particular angel did, that they're following. Absolutely. I mean, um, Alan, if you will invest somewhere and if you'll say, oh, um, I'm investing Neeraj and I know Alan is a great entrepreneur and he has been uh, on the other side of the table in terms of investment. What you will do is is, uh, you will tell me that Neeraj, I'm investing. This is a great startup. Now, I don't need to build that direct trust. I I know that you already have a trust with this uh, entrepreneur. All I would want to see is, is probably your point of view, why you are investing. And if you can, you know, convince me, that's about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens most of the time. So many times it's a herd mentality as well that, oh, Ellen is investing, wherever he's investing, follow him. You know, so there are a lot of things that happen, but I feel that more than 70% of the investment can happen once you have a very fantastic angel with you. Because he will tell to everybody and those people will follow him. What about active angels versus inactive angels? Are you an active angel? I'm very active angel because I um, uh, scout for good startups. You know, I don't mean in that way. I mean, when you invest into a company, oh, okay. are you going to, uh, you know, I've heard it called intelligent money versus just passive money. Uh, do yeah. you actually help the startup? Do you prefer to do it that way or I, do you I, prefer not to? I prefer to do that way. But I don't take any sweat equity because a lot of times, you know, you active angels will say, oh, guys, I'm going to invest 50,000. But apart from that, I'm going to invest my time and I'm going to get the sweat equity in lieu of whatever time I'm investing. Um, There are different models, but I don't take any sweat equity. If I've invested 100,000, that's my money, which is, uh, you know, kind of you're going to use. So I want the valuation to go up. And that's why I want to help you in whatever ways. But look at other way around. If an entrepreneur is taking money, first question he should ask from the angel is, can you also help me connect? Can you also help me mentor? Not every angel have right kind of skill set. Maybe you are in in a deep technology IoT startup. And I as an angel may not understand the exact technology, but I as an angel would understand your business so I can connect you to them. I may not be able to contribute to your technology development. But you need to find out the the skill set of an angel and you should ask them, you need to actively help me. I need one hour of yours every month or two hours of yours every month, whatever the case may be. Right. So now uh, you've been very active already. You, you put on an event at Platform and yes. you had a number of investors come up to that event. Uh, it was an excellent event. You had a panel sure. discussion. Uh, what's the next six months to a year? What's your plans for the ecosystem here in Calgary. Are you going to be doing anything in Edmonton as well? Or is this just a Calgary initiative that, you have, that you're taking on? Or is it an a, a Alberta initiative? Or is it a Canada-wide? What's your plans over the next six months, a year, two years? Yeah, so um, of course, I'm going to invest and I'm also setting up a fund, a proper fund, which will invest in Alberta and then probably in Canadian, pan-Canada startups. However, Uh, The event which I did, I'm going to replicate it in Edmonton, in Vancouver, in Toronto. But it's not just going to be an event. What what I'm going to do further is all these people who came during that event, I'm going to ask them one-on-one, 
if they have very specific requirement, they want to get connected to a mentor, they want to get connected to an angel, what I'm going to do is, is literally manually, me and my team is going to connect them to those people whom they want to get uh, wanted to connect to. That's what I'm going to do because event has to follow with something. These guys came for a certain objective. And that for that certain objective, if they need to get connected to angel or mentors, we're going to do that so that we understand the nuances. Um, and probably after some time, we'll create a platform where they can get connected to. And there are several platforms. So I don't want to just create another platform on the corner. But already there are ecosystems like Rainforest, A100 platform. They're going to help me execute the plan. So that's what the idea is. Um, another next six months plan is, is to uh, uh, to also actively invest in these deep technology startups and also a couple of startups if they're looking for outside Canada in terms of the market or the data or anything else to take help them go there because that's my expertise. I can take the startups in US to US, Sweden, Switzerland, Ireland, India, or yeah. Singapore. So if sometimes startups are successful in uh, the country they are in, but they also want to tap different countries for whatever reason it may be, I want uh, them to go and explore those uh, you know places. Right, right, good. Um, final thoughts on or, or advice for people in this ecosystem that are working very hard to build their technology companies to uh, get to that, you know, maybe, I mean, is there a possibility that a unicorn, unicorn comes out of Calgary? Uh, any final advice for some of these folks out there that are working in, in the industry right now? Um, all the, uh, you know, angel investors or mentors or even to the startups, two advice, believe and network. Believe in the ecosystem. There will be a lot of ups and downs. There will be issues related to government policy. There will be issues related to maybe not enough talent available. A lot of issues will come up. But that's the pass and parcel of consolidating an ecosystem. And the maturity of the ecosystem depends on those kind of ups and downs. So believe. That is one thing. And network. That second thing. And I think these are the two important things for any ecosystem to uh, grow. And... Uh, that's yeah. what my advice will be. Great. Well, thank you. Neeraj, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time today. I know you're a super busy guy. Uh, getting you nailed down to this podcast was, uh, is, it was, was difficult enough. But thank you. I appreciate your time. Uh, we'll see you at the Rainforest one of these days here, uh, one of the Wednesdays at Lunch Without Lunch. Uh, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks a lot for the opportunity. Best of luck. If you haven't already... Visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-source, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social-barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode was sponsored by Workhouse, bright and inspiring co-working spaces that fuel productivity and cultivate creativity the way you were meant to work. Make Workhouse Core the new home for your business. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, 
send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.